and welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, the No Name MMA Show. Thank you for joining me on this lovely Wednesday, um, January 25th, first month, 2023. We are almost done, dude. Crazy, crazy. That shit happened real quick. And then February, and then fucking Zuzu. Name pending. Baby, baby's gonna be here. That's crazy. Name pending. Yeah. Okay, so if it's, howdy y'all, Kev. So it's uh it's um pending. What are the other names? Like what's what what are you tossing up? So so we don't really have anything else kind of figured out in terms of names. Zuzu is just like okay, but like we also we we won't know what the baby's gonna look like. Like I don't know. Like if the baby doesn't really look like a Zuzu, we'll figure it out. But right now, Zuzu is a Bill Romero. What about like Magpie? That's going to be a firm no. Um, so, yeah. Moving on from that. So, we had UFC 283 this past weekend. New late heavyweight champion. Solidified rivalry. Uh, Brazilian crowd. Lots of stuff to get into. But first, let's get into the MMA minute. Um, first, Steven, Steven Espinoza. Um, Showtime boxing slash Bellator can give Francis Ngannou the best flexibility and bang for his buck. Speaking with Insider, Showtime Sports President Steven Espinoza said, Bellator is absolutely interested and explained why signing with the company should be attractive to Ngannou. Um, what do you think, Kevin, is the move? If you're Ngannou, like, what are you trying to do? Because I'm very much interested. I, like that Bellator, to me, seems attractive just because of the like you can do boxing and with Showtime boxing, you're going to have somebody that's going to back you. You know what I mean? Like they're going to want you to fight like an Andrew Ruiz, a Deontay Wilder, whatever the fuck. Yeah, no, but I, I just say uh, do the super fight right away. Let's just let's just go. You know, Francis right now is like going to be the best he's going to be if ever right now in boxing. If you kind of toss it into the realms of like a Ruiz or Deontay Wilder who are looking at each other to box, just have just have Rumble in the Jungle 2 done already. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's a good proper fight, you know. Especially if Fury um gets it done against Uzik, you know what I'm saying? He will be the true undisputed heavyweight going up against the true undisputed uh MMA guy. Let's get it done, you know. But as far as like Bellator and shit and that promotion is just like, yeah, that's fun and all but like what we got Bader up at the top and then who else Bader like honestly Fader would have been cool but it's just like those are really the two guys in Bellator right now that are just like eh. maybe maybe some rise and shit too you know Bellator is cool with that but like as far as like for what Ngannou's got going for him and for like the rest of his career I, I say just Stick with PFL, do the deal with ESPN with top rank, you know what I'm saying? It's like a package deal, you know? Bam. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's weird because I don't want to see him fight Fury right away. I I feel what you're saying. I just think that it's going to be a wreck either way. And I think it 
maybe he gets one, a good one, to build up the hype. Because as much as we know Francis Ngannou, a lot of people don't know him like that. I mean, you need to be able to see him. I mean, as soon as you see Francis Ngannou, then you're like, oh, that's a big motherfucker, you know? And you go like, oh, he's a monster. I want to see what he's about. And then you see him once against like a lower ranked type boxer built up to the Fury fight, maybe fight two or three down the line. All right, but with the, this is the question. Uh, um, Deontay Wilder versus Francis, who you got? I know who I got. I don't know. Francis is big as fuck, bro. We're acting like Deontay Wilder is that good of a boxer, and I've never really seen Francis box, so I don't know. I, I truly do not know. Remember, Francis loved boxing before he got into MMA. He got into MMA because everybody was like, you can make a buck. And then he did MMA, and then he became this dude. And Francis Ngannou, I put nothing past him. I don't think there's a bone in his body that he cannot achieve something. Considering his story, considering everything that he's gone against, if anybody can fucking do it, it's the dude that beat a motherfucker down a couple of rounds with two bad knees. Like, Francis is the truth. So, I mean, I don't know. And Francis has hands, bro. He has hands, bro. If he lands right. <sighs> I'm just, I mean, you're right. But still, I, I I got Deontay in that one. Only because we saw what Cyril Gunn, oh, sorry. We saw what Cyril Gunn did to Francis, uh, Francis's striking. He, like, nullified it terribly. Like, he, he he didn't really catch him at all. And I just feel like with like a top tier boxer like Deontay, even fucking Andy Ruiz, if I'm being real, dude, they can make Francis look silly. So might as well just slingshot. But I, I see what you're saying. If if Francis does want to get the biggest thing out of it, he, he that is I'm the that is, that is the better business approach to that situation, you know? I'm also not saying Deontay or Andy. I'm saying like maybe a like a lower rank from that, like like right underneath uh, uh, Andy Ruiz or Deontay Wilder, like right underneath Andy, that Andy kind of talent Wilder, level. Yes, yeah, some type of deal like that. Like you don't have to fight that type of dude to get the Fury fight. You just need to go out there and get a solid win. And if you get one against like a like a sixth ranked, I don't know what the fucking rankings are. Sixth or seventh, like kind of level below that. I think you're solid. Like the guy who Fury just beat, um, who he had beaten twice before. Yeah, I don't know. What you're talking about. Like that guy, yeah. that guy. Yeah. I think Dillian White. Dillian White. No, that was before. Yeah, well, that motherfucker. So one of those motherfuckers. <laughs> one of those motherfuckers fights Francis Ngannou, and we see where he's at, and then you. Either get the Fury fight going, or you fight one of these other motherfuckers, Andy Ruiz, Deontay Wilder, fucking Anthony Joshua, like something like that. I don't know. That's what I'd like to see. I think Bellator is going to be the, if he's really interested in doing MMA and boxing, that's going to be the best route. I don't know how the negotiations between top rank and the zone and all that other shit works out. That's why it's so fucking complicated, and that's why fights take forever to get done. But I don't know. Yeah, good for him. Good for Steven Espinosa to get out there and be like, hey, I want to suck your dick, bro, because somebody needs to be saying that to Francis. 
And Scott Coker still hasn't said anything. Just like, yeah, we're we're like interested. I you need to be like the PFL, like yo, there's a dollar, like boom, hundred million dollars. Fuck you. For like, and I would make him fight twenty times for it. I'd make him fight thirty times for it. <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, a hundred million dollars, and it's like fifty grand. <laughs> um. All right, so moving on. Sage Northcutt books one championship return after nearly four years. Northcutt is 11-3, has been booked for a welterweight bout against Ahmed Mutijaba. I don't know, something like that. He's 10-2, uh, fight night 10 in May. Promotion officials announced the matchup Monday on the heels of an initial report from Sports Illustrated. Uh, one fight night 10 is going to be the promotion's debut in the U.S. The card takes place May 5th at First Bank Center in Broomfield, Colorado. Um, and in the main event, it's going to be, uh, Demetrius Johnson against Adriano Marias. Um, what do you think about Sage Northcutt? He is, this is his return after four years out. And the last time he was in there, it was that Cosmo knockout that broke his face in like 30 different places. And he had to have like a, I don't know, like hours long worth of surgery to reconstruct his shit. So, what do you think? Did you give a fuck about him before? No, I remember seeing Sage Northcutt and just seeing how, like, fast. I remember I was going through his um, career highlights on YouTube and shit. And it's just so crazy how quick and fast uh, a hype train could, like, come and go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was, like, one of those prime examples. Just, like, aesthetically, like, perfect looking for a division had the skill and like had the fucking athleticism to keep up but was like kind of retarded in there you know what i'm saying and like his loss to mickey gall was just like oh damn this is where this shit goes i see the sign to one and then in in his debut he just he gets he gets killed bro and like with a dude like that cosmo alexander is re- is retired now? You know what I'm saying. Cosmo is retired now, and it's just like, bro, this dude's this dude should be. <laughs> I hate to say, it, but like he kick my there's all these dudes can kick my ass, but like he should really just be like a fitness instructor, bro. Instead of risk like getting fucking your face fucking caved in, bro. It's just like I get that like hill that he had to climb to get to this point, and it will be a celebration, but it's just like. If you lose terribly, is it worth it still, you know? For him, especially for a dude like that, who's, like, going to college and shit, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, bro, I don't know. I It would be cool to see him win. It'd be good for the promotion. But as far as, like, a resurgence, he's just one of those guys, you know? It's like a game bread where it's, like, you highly doubt it in your near future that they'll ever become a champion but god bless him and god bless him for trying that's that's fucking gnarly four years later i'm i'm kind of excited for this card it should be good um yeah uh you're right kind of like dude why are you going back in there um but he's still young you know he is just 26 but after that knockout dude that's a that's an old 26 man in fighter years like you lost i mean also Four years you lost four years like it's not something chill um a cool little thing though that was released well not released but demetrius johnson recently revealed his salary for the previous title fights that he had yeah 
And he was apparently making 26 and 26 on the, on the card that he headlined in a title defense. And Sage Northcutt was making more than Demetrius Johnson, reportedly. So, you know, that's how it is. 26 and 26, I think that was like his third title defense. It was a welterweight or a lightweight? I don't know. Um, does it really matter? Because, yeah. I mean, Sage Northcutt, I'm sorry, dude. I'm not trying to be a hater, but sometimes just call it, dude. Anyway, uh, moving on, Bellator champ Vadim Nemkov receives a contract extension. On Monday, Bellator announced a contract extension has been reached with its reigning light heavyweight champion. No specific terms were released other than it's a multi-year, multi-fight deal. Um, quoting, Vadim Nemkov was another athlete that we wanted to make sure we had on the Bellator roster for the foreseeable future. He's a, pu- uh, he's a huge part of one of the divisions that we feel is the strongest in all of mixed martial arts, Bellator President Scott Coker said in a statement. Our light heavyweight tournament showcased that we have the top talent in the world at 205, and we're proud to be able to m- retain such talented fighter to continue to lead that division. I'm looking very forward to seeing Vadim in exciting matchups in 2023 and beyond. Um, how does this make you feel? Did did Vadim do the right move by staying in Bellator? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's probably getting paid a cool... He's probably getting paid a cool one, maybe two. More likely, maybe 100, 100, 100 to fight these dudes at 205. I don't. I don't know. I don't know his purse, but uh, he has close fights and tough fights too. I I like Vadim. I just it would be fun as fuck to see like a Vadim versus a Rockage, or like a Vadim versus a Anthony Smith, just to see, dude. Because Bellator, I like as much as I hate their production and as much as their fights are mediocre as shit. I like their spirit. I like their underdog spirit. And um, it was cool to see Bellator go 5-0 and against Ryzen and shit. And it's just like, these dudes could, like, come up against UFC. Maybe not a straight, clean 5-0, and but maybe... Would it be silly to be, like, 3-2, and you know, between their 5-5 five and five best? Why not? Fuck yeah. And Vadim is that guy. You know, Vadim, Johnny Elwin, damn. Dude, that dude's fucking gnarly as shit, dude. Bellator's got those dudes, too. It's just they, they do such a shit way of promoting it. But as far as Vadim's concerned, yeah, no, fuck it. He, he he does the right move, man. He's fighting lesser competition for, like, an adequate pay, you know, regardless of how much it is. Like, he's making decent money. And plus, he has good names. He has Corey Anderson. Who the fuck else does he have? He's about to fight fucking Yol. God bless him, dude. God, that, like, that's cool. Dude. I would have moved. Oh, no, they're not fighting. Oh no! Damn! All right, no. Yeah, something happened with Yoel Romero, and he got removed from the CBS card. Harrison, right? Because that was a heavyweight. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, he got removed. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's getting paid. Get paid. Uh, that is an exciting division for Bellator. Like I pay attention to it. Like I watch all those fights. Um, and you're right. Bellator, like, if it went five on five, the UFC against Bellator's best, like, anybody can get got, dude. Anybody can get got. And there's some names that'll be like, nah, like, 
probably ain't nobody beating like Shavka or fucking Leon. Like one seventy, don't fuck with it. Uh, one fifty five, I don't know, like right, Islam, yeah. but like other that's ones, the I'm like only uh, dude possibly was Usman. Right, so that's the only dude, and like even then, he's but yeah, uh, good for him. Um, moving on, uh, a fight that was announced: Makwan Armakani against Jack Shore, official for UFC two eighty six in London. Um. Thoughts, feelings? What was the announcement again? Sorry. Makwan Armarkani against Jack Shore. Jack Shore. Wait, Markwan. Which one's that one? I know Shore, but which one's Markwan? Um, he got knocked out this past UFC London card. He was like doing work. And then. Damn. Uh. Nah, yeah, I like Jack Shore, though. It sucks that he lost to Ricky Simone. He's, like, a pretty cool dude at Bantamweight. Um, as far as the Mark one fella, I vaguely remember. Yeah, okay, so he used to fight at 45. He's moving down to 35. He already moved down to 35, though, right? I'm pretty sure. Didn't he already have a fight and lose? He's, like, he's cool, man. He has good submissions, but he just he gets caught up, man, because, you know, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Pierce is that like white boy Khabib. He has a wrestling mat yeah, tattoo. Yeah, 45. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jonathan Pierce went out there and TKO'd him real quick. Well, not real quick. Four minutes into the second round, but still, it was pretty one sided from what I remember. Um, no, nah, yeah, I have um, Jack Shore. He'll bounce back from his Ricky Simone loss. He seems like a tough kid, and I and uh, he was a. Pretty cool prospect too, you know, because like if he would have beat Ricky, you know what I'm saying? He his striking is very clean. It's just his the whole game. It's um it has to kind of like catch up on itself because he he seems like the type to like abandon his grappling only because his striking is so clean, you know. Via like a, a Corey Sandhagen, he has that same kind of style and vibe to him. But yeah, I like it and I like uh, Jack Shore for the win. All right, sounds good. I think Jack Shore will also get a win, just because Maquan is a bit chinny. Uh, moving on, Aljamain Sterling, Marab needs to be super dialed in. Already has a blueprint to beat to beat Piotr Jan. Uh, Dwashvili is fifteen four MMA eight and two in the UFC. Faces sixteen four MMA eight and three in the UFC. Piotr Jan, pretty much similar in UFC Fight Night two twenty one for March eleventh. Uh, this is going to be the one that's going to be in the Virgin Hotels, like, arena or whatever. It's not going to be the Apex, so at least there's going to be a crowd there. Um, I think this is going to be a fucking, like, Marab is going to go out there and do work to Piotr. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, um... God damn, I just... I like Marab, man, I just... He could do a bit more. I just, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like he does just enough with the least amount of damage on these dudes. The only damage they take is their gas tank being drowned, which is sufficient enough. But as far as aesthetics and shit and all that, it's like um, I just could. I don't think that could be my champion. You know what I'm saying? 
especially for like a dude who's just grinding you out and not really even getting like um he's he's just holding you for 25 minutes just like yeah it's a tough feat on its own but it's not really the most impressive in my opinion and uh I feel like Piotr will do the more the most effective damage in that fight, regardless if he gets wrestled fuck or not. He will he will touch that boy. Let's not get it twisted who the fuck Piotr Jan is. He's still that guy. I I um this is gonna be a good one because I do like Mirage's fucking underdog shit. You know what I'm saying he's got a crazy spirit, you know, and a, a good ass heart. But so does Piotr too. Um, this is gonna be a good one. I slightly favor Piotr, but uh, yeah, war nonetheless. War, war. Um, you're right. I think uh, I just I see it. At, I don't know if I'm just getting more hype on what Aljamain did to Piotr, but I'm thinking Marab's got him. I'm thinking Marab did that to Aldo. He's gonna do that to Piotr, and I think Piotr is starting to get exposed a little bit more and more each and every fight. I mean, you also got to consider this is a two-fight losing streak for him. Um, and he lost to Sean O'Malley. So, like, if you if you feel some type of way about Sean O'Malley, if you're fighting in the same division, you got to be like, oh, dude. But that's where every fight is different. And... Uh, who knows what the frustration can be for Piotr Jan coming off of that Sean O'Malley fight. He was saying that he never wanted to fight again here and blah, 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 this and that. I might retire. UFC release me. Like, he was saying all kinds of scandalous shit because he lost. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I think Marab's going to go out there and put work on the boy. But, I mean, Piotr Jan is... Fucking nasty. He asked her right favor. Um, Chris Curtis against Kelvin Gaslam booked for fight. UFC 287 in April. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam is back on the UFC schedule, giving Chris Curtis a chance to pick up the highest profile win of his career. Uh, Gaslam, 11-8 and eight in the UFC. And Curtis, 4-1 in the UFC, will meet in the middleweight bout April 8th. Um, and Eric Nixick kind of confirmed the report. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Gaslam, 31, last win, or last win was Ian Heinish. He is, uh, five, he has lost five of his last six, I believe, um, is going to be fighting Chris Curtis. Uh, UFC 287 looks like Rob Bump, Adrian Yanez, uh, Cynthia Calvillo, Lupe Godinez, Juana Pinedo against Michelle Watterson Gomez, Ignacio Bahamondes. Nicholas Moda, uh, Christian Rodriguez, that, that yeah, it's dope, uh, against Raul Rosas Jr. Uh, we also have Steve Garcia versus Shalian Nurdenbeka. That's the guy that was the other side of that Derek Minner fight that caused all that uh, gambling shit to happen. Um, and yeah, Kelvin Gaslam against Chris Curtis. Who do you got in this one? I think it's going to be a sad night for a lot of fans of a certain person okay yeah uh, I, I like Gaslam still I don't give a fuck what anybody says I still like Gaslam all his fights were super fucking close and let's not uh, put down the man who made Izzy look like a fucking balloon animal okay 
Gaslam is still pretty cool in my eyes. Uh, but with that being said, dude, I fucking I love Chris Curtis, man. He's so cool, bro. He's yeah. I, I love his story. I love that he's like been in other organizations getting knocked the fuck out for like pennies on the dollar, dude. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a rough and tumble dude and like his streak at fucking 185 is beautiful. He's got that Brandon Allen knockout. That uh that blonde haired dude. What the fuck's his name, bro? Black dude. Brunson. No, he didn't fight Brunson. Yeah. He got he got finished by Roman or Roman Delice finished him. Um Black dude with blonde hair. Never mind. No, but yeah, no. Uh, no, I thought. I mean, I thought you were gonna bounce. I mean, all right. Black dude with blonde hair. There's another. There's another dude. Oh, I forgot his fucking name. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I got Curtis, man. He's tight. Uh. I, I don't see anybody knocking Kelvin out, really. He's just... He's too fucking cool, man. Um, Yeah, Chris Curtis. If Curtis wins, man, I like to, I like to see him fight. Somebody like Dreykus or like uh, Darren Till or um, fucking... I guess... Well, no, I'm not struggling. Huh? They can't do that. But if Gaslam wins, uh, they got to... They got to let somebody from outside of the top 15 get in, you know, like uh, maybe that one dude that finished fucking RoboCop. Holy shit, that guy. Yeah. Him, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's get some guy. This is a year for change, man, and I can't wait. I know I say it a lot, but yeah. I like how you were so hardcore for Kelvin, and then the further and further you got into it, the more and more you came out like Chris Curtis. And you were like, ah, ah, it's going to be a tough fight. I'm telling you, man, I think Chris Curtis is going to put workings on Kelvin. Yeah. I think he just got his shit, his mouth wrecked. And it, it looked bad. Did you see the video? Yeah, so it was like his, no, no, no. You got to see the video because you can see the part from the inside, the top, the roof of the mouth, yeah. like the part of the jaw that's removed yeah. and that they're sewing back in. Like, it's gnarly. Like, a part of his jaw came detached. Um, and they had to sew it back in. And this happened not too long ago. What? Fucking November, I think? Or not even. Like, when that fight got... The first fight of yeah. this year was yeah. that was supposed to be that fight. Yeah. So you're telling me that's going to be completely healed in about three months' time? I don't know. I don't think so. But we'll see. Also... Chris Curtis is on a fucking just a spree right now. Um, but you're right. It's against lesser competition. But also, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I just, my confidence in Kelvin. I don't know what it is. The thing is, it's like Kelvin is in close fights, but he doesn't really, he hasn't figured out a good path for him to win, you know? Only because um, it's one way or the other for him. If it's not the striking that's working, the wrestling has to work, you know. 
and vice versa. And, like, he has, like, trouble mixing it up well, you know. But he's still a very fucking dangerous guy. Don't get it twisted. Um, but, yeah, no, I... Yeah, you're right. Like, I, I agree with you for sure. It's just... Curtis is too cool right now. Too Chris. Too calm, you know what I'm saying? He's just, like, a... He has, like, an old wizard vibe to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, a... He has, like, a wise essence to him that's, like, very cool and, like, relatable. God damn. Yeah, no, um, Curtis, maybe third round finish. Let's see. Oh, it's a main event? Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Chris Curtis, third round finish. Tiki or or sub. He's not going to knock out Kellen. And if he does, damn. I think um, I would not be surprised if he knocked out Kelvin. Uh, heavyweight contenders will square off in March 11th in Vegas. Um, and they, ugh, Alexander Volkov against Alexander Romanov. Um, yeah, Las Vegas. It's going to be UFC 221. This is also going to be on the Virgin Theater Hotels. So underneath that, um, Piotr Jan Marab Dashili fight. Um, yeah, uh, Volkov is 34, alternated wins and losses over the last five fights. Um, he did defeat Jorginho Rosenstrike. Um, but yeah, he is five and two in the last seven. Romanov 32 looks bounced back from his loss against Marcin Tybora in August. Um, but yeah, that was the first defeat of his career. Um, yes. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I think. Romanov should get it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're both kind of mid as fuck, really. Like, I love Volkov, but then he just disappoints me. Like, he he has, like, three good wins and then one terrible loss. And then I'm like, oh, this is why I don't fuck with you. And then Romanov, ah, yeah, he lost. But he lost to Marcin Tybura, which I, I'm kind of like, eh, you know? So that's where I'm like, how do you look so good and then just look so bad? So I think it's a perfect matchup. I think it's very close. I think it can go either way. I think it, it'll be a mid-ass fight. Yeah, this is like a feeler fight. This is like a fight where you just like talk about something else for a minute and you forget. I was like, oh, shit, I missed a round. You know, because only because it's just going to be like a. Slow, it's gonna be like an exchange and then uh, a grappling exchange against the fence for like <laughs> these heavyweights man they'll milk it like one two minutes and it's cool you see them like do the whole hook thing but like really they're just milking it because these fools are afraid of each other's power um but as far as grappling is concerned uh romanov on paper should fucking kill volkov he really should um Volkov, ah, damn it, man. That's... he's ah. yeah. I'm going with Romanov, but a respect to Volkov, Romanov. Yeah, I I get Romanov. I don't give a fuck really, but it is what it is. Um, UFC veteran Eric Spicely declined power slap opportunity after being asked to do it for. 2K and 2K. Um, 
I don't know. Like, do you think? What What do you think the end is for this? Because I think it's gonna get canceled. I think it's not gonna matter. I think it's an afterthought at this point. I'm just hoping that nobody dies. And that nobody, like, becomes seriously, like, fucked up off of this. Yeah. You know? Because, like, I don't know these people's names. And they're gonna... This is gonna fuck them up in some way, shape, or form. Like, you do enough of this. This is a Russian roulette with CTE. You know what I mean? Like, nowhere... Like, no MMA fighter, despite the training that they go through, is repeatedly getting knocked the fuck out. Because all these dudes end up getting knocked out at some point. And if not, worse. Worse. You should be getting knocked out. Because then at that point, you're like kind of turning off. Or else you're forcing your brain to stay on while it should be shut off. You know what I mean? Like that is irreversible fucking damage. Like eventually, one of these dudes or ladies is going to not be able. Yeah. Like, eventually, they're going to get a motherfucker that cannot, like, speak out of the side of their face. Like, you know what I mean? Or is going to have, like, brain leak out of their ear from time to time. Like, one of those people. And for what? For 2000 and 2000? Win show? Bro! I mean, I saw the other day that there was, like, a dude hitting a, a one-hitter quitter. Like, first slap of the night. I think it was, like, the main event or some shit. Bop, one hit. So, whoever get, I mean, it could be a flip of the dice, you know what I'm saying? It really could be that kind of game. Um, but some of the images I've seen where it's, like, it was, like, a repeated session. Like, both dudes want to go down. This dude's face was like, uh, like drawn by like a dude with like DS, you know. So it was just like, <laughs> like this is a face. It was bad, y'all. Um, 2K and 2K. Honestly, bro, I, I feel like I'm worth 5K. I feel like any human being is worth 5K if they're gonna do that stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it is a Russian roulette thing, so. They should, 5K and 5K sounds fair, but 2K, that's, <laughs> that was, dude, that fool got offended by the starting bit, though. He, like, didn't play with them at all. It was just like, 2K, never mind, dude. I would have been like, 2K, 20K, bitch, fuck you. And then we we would have gone from there. Nobody. And I'm pretty sure I would have ended up at five fucking grand, but not no two grand. I mean, come on. Five grand, there's some, there's a. Not very much dignity, but there is dignity nonetheless with 5K, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. No. The, the, that whole shit's stupid. It, I mean, um, it is. I feel like it's just going to stick into being a niche thing. You know, I don't think it will become like celebrity boxing to where it's at now. You know? But this right now in its infancy... If if there's a thing that catches trend and shit, maybe in ten years we should talk about it again. You know what I'm saying? But until then, it's just it's just retarded, and it's uh, it, yeah, it's retarded. I think this is a joke by the end of the year. I don't think this lasts longer than whatever. I mean, I just don't. I don't know. I I don't give a fuck. But also, it's like. 
I hope that Dana takes the L. I'm hoping because he'll blame it on somebody. He'll be like, the reason that it failed is because of this and that. And it's like, no, it probably is because you're exploiting these people hardcore. Like, apparently, um, somebody was trying to explain what the difference between the Power Slap League and other leagues is. It's pretty much like there's these rules that are kind of non-existent. And in Dana's league, you can kind of lean in with a foot, which other fight leagues you can't do. And uh, also, like, in Dana's league, there's no rules about clubbing, which is where you're, like, landing, like, the bottom of your palm. Where in the other leagues, you want to land with your fingers and your palm. You know, it's an actual slap. But, like, in Dana's Power League, you can club somebody, which is, like, a distinct thing. Like, you can see it. And, you know, it's the fucking palm, like a fucking monk. You know the fuck I mean? Like, so, like, those two things. And, I mean, it's also fucking stupid. I mean, just period. Slapping people like that. But, yeah, I just think, you know, this is just another reason why, like, MMA can't progress more. Because because you're, it makes it harder for people to access MMA because they're so thrown off by Dana and his antics and this stupid shit. You know, other people would maybe appreciate MMA as an art more than, oh, human cockfighting if it weren't associated with a guy that slaps his wife, a guy that's associated with Slap League that's fucking laughable and stupid. Like, we're looking goofy. And it's setting back MMA a minute. And, you know, just more of the same. It's unfortunate. I hope it goes away like a bad trend. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, fucking stupid. Uh, anyway, moving on. Something that's not stupid. Maybe a little bit. UFC 285 adds another fucking banger. Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. Um, Lightweight contenders Dan Hooker and Jalen Turner expressed interest in a fight against one another. And now they have one. Um, they're going to be facing off March 4th, T-Mobile Arena. Um, yeah. Uh, Hooker bounced back from two L's when he defeated Claudio Puelles by TKO at UFC 281 in November. Um, and then Turner rides a five-fight winning streak into this matchup. Dan Hooker is a fucking straight-up madman. Um... UFC 285 looks like this now. John Jones versus Cyril Gone for the vacant heavyweight title. Valentina Shevchenko against Alexis Grasso for the women's flyweight title. Viviani Arujo against Amanda Rebus. Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. Jeff Neal versus Shafkat Rachmanov. Derek Brunson against Drickus Duplessis. Dan Hooker versus Jaden Turner. Julio Arce against Cody Garbrandt. Mark Andre Barrial against Julian Marquez. Camuel. Kirk against Esteban Ribalo. I don't know. I don't know the other people. Jessica Pane versus Tabitha Ritchie. And then Mario Batista against Guido Canetti. Um, Yeah, that's going to be a fucking nice fucking card. Um, Who do you have? I got Jalen Turner. I mean, he's done no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, for that one, Turner, yeah. um, That hooker's cool. It's just... uh... Turner's like the evolution of the sport and that division. Just 
big ass motherfuckers. They'd be like, 155, how? That, yeah. Um, the hooker's tight. He had a cool little win for his comeback win. It's, this dude just crumbles under pressure too easily. And um, Turner's got, he's got what it takes to do that. Granted, Hooker has better experience against cooler dudes. But as far I feel like, yeah, Hooker's um he's on a he's on a good one, you know. See it through. Yeah, I think um Jalen Turner's got it. Uh you're right. I wish Dan Hooker fought at one seventy. I wish he wasn't scared or i don't know why he needs to make 155 why he feels like he needs to make 145 i think he would have a good time at 170 don't do the crazy weight cut be more durable yeah he's big enough he's a big motherfucker compared to izzy and shit like he's a big boy like he can make 170 tony fights at 170 there's plenty of good fights at 170 like why not why do you have to be fighting Attempting to fight for a title when it's tough. And you have fun fights at different weight classes. Like, I'd rather, like, be fighting cool motherfuckers than, like, hard motherfuckers for some belt. When, like, I don't know. Like, say I was at 180. Like, Izzy is clearly up there and Alex Pajeda is there, right? But then I'm like, okay, but what about all these other motherfuckers? Like... Darren Till would be a fun fucking fight. Like, Kelvin Gastelum would be a fun fucking fight. Just all these different weirdos. Like, you don't have to chase the title all the time. Like, at 170, you have Robbie Lawler. You have Brian Barbarina. You have RDA. You have Tony now. Like, there's cool fucking fights. And not just at 155 when you're trying to fight all these fucking killers all the time. It's just like, nah, you can kind of slow down, smell the roses, and have a nice regular violent fight against possibly like a dude that's gonna destroy you you know and those are the fights that take away years they don't and that motherfucker is too tough for his own good it's in barbosa like his corner could have called that he could have refused but no he was too tough so he was just there and there and the ref didn't do shit or like dustin poirier like way too much fucking damage for no fucking reason and he's been knocked out before, Michael Chandler. Like, so that's where I'm like, maybe, maybe just up a weight class. That's a nice solution to a problem of, oh, this competition's way fucking crazy, especially with what Leon did. It maybe opens up people's eyes and goes like, oh, okay, not everybody's a fucking god. Everybody can get got, and then who the fuck knows? Obviously, you're not going to be going against and winning against Sean Brady. Uh, Shavkat. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of fucking other motherfuckers that I'm forgetting their names, but 170 between like rank 8 to rank 12, fucking sharks. All of them. Like Hamza Shemaev, you're not going to beat them, but there's a lot of fucking fucking fights. I'd rather have a fun fucking fight than be a Jorge Masvidal and not fight for a year and some change because I'm an idiot, you know? But oh. <laughs> Hooker gets killed, bro. Hooker, he gets killed by like most 170 years. 
like Barbarena. I think he gets killed. Yeah, I mean, I just Tony. There's fun fights with Tony at 170. There's like, there is like a Tony versus like a um a Lawler. That's kind of a cool fight, you know. But I mean, yeah, I guess Tony I could. Versus RDA rematch at 170. I don't want to see that again. I'm just, I'm good on that. Um, I am, like, I but like as far as Tony shit, like. They're going to have to start this dude at, like, number 20, get him, like, a top 20 fight or some shit, and then we'll see. But even then, bro, like, I feel like a lot of dudes at 55 who are, like, who seem kind of the moon in that division, once, like, they move, it's kind of wishy-washy because they're doing it at a ladder end of their career. The only dude who ever did it cool-like was RDA, you know, and he's still kind of the man, but, like, that's only just a testament to who RDA is. And that's the thing with, like, Hooker. I feel like if you were to get a, a bit of a thing going, I, I see it more likely at 155. Only because, like, I don't think they'll give him that matchup at 170. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they'll give him, like, a friendly fun. I think they'll give him somebody like a... Uh, Brian Battle or Ian Gary, you know what I'm saying? I think they'll give him like a fucking dude, you know. But yeah, yeah, no, nah, I mean, it, I I would like to see Dan get a dub, especially against a dude like Jalen Tedder. You know, that'd be cool to see. But yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Jalen, second, maybe first round finish for sure. It, it, sub, fuck it. Jalen Turner first round sub. Let's go. You heard you you heard it here first. All right, so off of that, um, all right, cool. Um, McGregor accused of attacking a woman on yacht in Ibiza. Conor McGregor is back in the news, and once again, it's for something outside of the MMA world. McGregor 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 is under investigation for allegedly attacking a woman on board of his yacht in Spain, July twenty twenty two. According to a report from Spain's Mallorca Daily Bulletin, according to the report, the alleged victim, who said she knew McGregor because they're from the same neighborhood in Dublin, was on his yacht after his birthday at uh, Ocean Beach Club in Ibiza, July 16th. After partying, McGregor and those with him said that he started insulting her appearance, then attacked her with a kick to the midsection, punched her, and said he was going to drown her. Um, all his behavior changed at that moment, the alleged victim said in her statement to the Garda Ireland Police Service. According to the report, um, it was as it was as if he was possessed. I knew that I had to get off the boat because I thought that he was going to kill me. We have mutual friends, and I have met him numerous times. I can't believe what he did to me. He is a criminal. I think he would have killed me if I had not gotten off the yacht. The woman said in her statement to the police that she jumped from the yacht, which was near the island of Formenta at the time. To flee McGregor, eventually a Red Cross boat took her back to the shore. A separate report from Spain's Ultima Aura said the alleged victim initially said McGregor attacked her, but when Spain's Civil Guard police questioned her, she declined to identify McGregor as the assailant, and she said that she just wanted to return to Ireland. Once back home, however, she filed a complaint with the police in Ireland a few days later. Now the alleged incident is an active investigation. 
Ireland's laws likely will keep his name from being officially tied to the investigation, which has happened before in late 2018. He was under investigation for sexual assault um, and simply labeled an Irish sports star until the New York Times named him several months later. Mr. McGregor is steadfast in his denial of all accusations made by a guest on his boat. A McGregor representative told MMA Mania. McGregor is far from a stranger to these occasions. What do we make of this? Does it matter? Is he going to fight this year? Do you care? Do I care? I don't. What do you care? Do you care? Do you care? Do you care about McGregor? Do you think he's going to do anything? Like, what, what, what do you care? What do you think? McGregor could shoot a child, and I would still want to see him fight. Is what an Irish dude would say, and that is not far from the truth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I kind of feel the same way too. I just want to see him back, bro. He's just funny, zany. He's uh, uh he's cool, man. He's cool. He's he's like MMA's Tyson in a sense. You know what I'm saying? He's fucking. Dope, and I want to see a resurgence. Will we? Probably not, bro. Probably fucking not. Will we? He'll probably get some goofy ass fight that he'll lose. But as far as like um a winnable fight, yeah, I'll, I'll bite on the Chandler one. I'll bite on that one. But um, as far as like his shit, fucking, yeah, it's fucking McGregor shit, bro. I just don't correlate the two, only because it's kind of like John Jones shit. I just like. I'd rather not, you know, because it's just one gets jaded off of it, you know, and then when it, whenever it comes to like seeing the events, it does like affect you from like what they can do or can be, you know, and whenever McGregor striking is on, it's beautiful to see really. And I've never gotten a the last good fight I got from McGregor live was McGregor Diaz too. That was the last cool. And I was just like. Where I thought he lost that fight, but, like, he showed, like, how tough these fucking fighters can be, you know? Um, and, yeah, and that cow and that uh, cowboy finish was fucking ridiculous, too. But other than that, yeah, no, um, I like to see him come back in a cool way, but my, my fingers uh, aren't crossed anymore when it comes to that, dude. You know what I'm saying? And he... Unlike a lot of others who are kind of still like holding on to that UFC aura, it, I'm okay with letting him go, you know. Like also with like a John Jones, also with like you know all these other dudes, you know. It's just it's cool, you know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I don't care. He sucks. He's not gonna win anything. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean. If he wins, good for the sport of MMA and the UFC. If he loses, I'll be happy. I, I don't care. Um, anyway, um, moving on from one lawsuit to another. Uh, Tyson, um, accused of getting raped in the 1990s. Um, Mike Tyson has been sued by a woman who alleges that he raped her. Or Yeah, he raped her in the early 1990s, according to a report by Sports Illustrated. The accuser who filed the suit under New York's Adult Supervivors Act is seeking five million damages. The woman who has not been identified sent an affidavit that she accepted an invitation from Tyson to go to a party in a limousine. However, according to SI, she alleges that Tyson violently raped her when she stepped inside. 
She said that she has experienced extreme emotional suffering, including but not limited to nightmares, panic attacks, and flashbacks, as I reported. Um, but yeah, that's where it's just like, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Because, like, I fuck with Tyson in, in a way... But then, like, I know, I know that, like, this is not out of the realm of possibility that he could have raped this woman, you know? So I have to, like, process that and actually think, like, damn, do I fuck with Tyson? Because this is probably not the first time he's done it. And even if it was the first time that he did it, if he did it, do you want to fuck with the rapist? You know, I um can forgive Tyson once. You know, I could could I could forgive that. But if it becomes like a Bill Cosby type shit, which that's like we know Tyson and we know Tyson where his energy was when he was that guy back in the day. It's like, yeah, yeah, just a fucking angry ass my Come here, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. And I'm pretty sure these women look back at that moment. It's just like, holy shit. They they probably had that realization down the road. It probably didn't happen right then and there. You know? So, yeah, I could totally see these accusations being true. But with that being said, um, I don't think Mike Tyson as a rapist. I You know what I'm saying? I just think of him as of now until whatever. I think of him as a fighter who was traumatized by boxing and got CT off that shit and like lived off of that realm of like insanity. And he was and yeah, dude, he was in war mode fucking in his mind, fucking these bitches without, you know what I'm saying? He didn't even know what the word consent meant. It's just a fucking animal, you know? And so it, it, it kind of breaks my heart. Only because people are going to use this to, like, shit on his legacy and shit like that. Um, but with that being said, it's 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 just sad to see, dude. It's sad to see that um, one of my heroes is, like, capable of doing that shit, you know? It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just sucks all around. Hopefully he didn't do it. I mean... Hopefully for the victim. I mean, but you have to take these accusations at some point. Like, like you, you can't make excuses for everybody, right? And for a guy that, again, has been accused before, went to jail for it, getting accused again. It's, again, not out of the realm of possibility they probably did this. So, yeah, you can play hypocrite. Uh, but eventually, like, you're gonna have to meet with that conversation. Like, do you fuck with Tyson? Like, whenever he's dancing in a bee suit, do you laugh at that or do you go, like, damn, that dude's a rapist? That dude's a rapist, and he's in, like, people are laughing at this. Like, he's yeah. in a bee suit, like, and he's a rapist. Should the dude lose his career for it? I don't know. Like, the, the, that's the that's the weird thing. That's the weird thing, right? Because like, like before, before as a before as a guy that you know had a wife that like just the wife I really like you know give a fuck about like that. 
like it's just like oh yeah like i'm very pro women but like what do you do like what do you do now that i'm gonna have a little girl like let's chop his dick off you know what i mean it like the the scope of it changed now like if i i literally have to have this perspective of if my daughter if this happened to my daughter how would i feel about it and i now cannot be like oh the benefit of the doubt to the guy i cannot i cannot and like we can't even be like yo guys are great like like guys are trash dude apparently pope benedict um was covering up some priest that was raping kids he transferred them to a deaf school and he like like molested a hundred kids at a deaf school like the pope that just died not the new one that we have but the pope that just died Damn. like he was being investigated for that shit Jesus, bro. so that's what i mean like at what point do you go like ah oh shit Oh, maybe I don't I don't fuck with this anymore. Like maybe uh, I I don't know. I don't know. What like like for me, if somebody confronts me about the UFC and they're like, "Oh, wait, you still fuck with the UFC despite what Dana did?" Right. Like what what do I say? Like uh, 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 I like violence. Like but let's be real. Who the fuck is going to like like use no. that against you? That's what I'm saying. No. But I also don't care. Right. Right? Like, I don't give a fuck if they were like, you're you're supporting an abuse. Like, that's not the point. I'm not, I'm literally, I'm not literally watching the UFC to go like, yo, hey, go Dana. Like, (laughs) I'm not watching it because of that. It's just, you know, that's how I get my violence in. I get it through the UFC and I get it every Saturday. So it is what it is. Like, I wish he was more responsible. I wish he got fired or reprimanded. I wish whenever he kept on uh, asking the reporters, what do you think should happen? I think you should donate to a charity. I think you should volunteer. I think you should either get fired or fired is what would be the most common solution here. And then maybe like if, if it, it like at least a leave of absence, like a month, a quarter of the year, just be like, hey, this is our stance on abuse. This is what we stand for. Right, but instead, yeah, yeah, yeah. instead, they're just like, nah, there was a comment. There was a comment from before. And and we see it as, oh, there was a comment from before. Oh, this happens all the time. Somebody else sees it. They're like, oh, they're not commenting on the president of this billion dollar thing doing that. What the fuck does that say to everybody else? And I mean, again, the comments were overwhelmingly like pro Dana in the video. So that's where I'm like, no, there's a difference that that's where it's just like, nah, maybe I don't, I don't fuck with it at all. Maybe, maybe at some point there's a line and maybe like if there's enough accusations, I don't really support this dude because more often than not, they're going to be fucking right. They're going to be fucking right. So, yeah. Um, John Hackleman retired from cornering after trying to call off Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill at UFC 283. John Hackleman wanted to stop the fight between his longtime student, Glover Teixeira, and Jamal Hill after the fourth round of the UFC 283's headliner. 
Um, he was the chief corner. Mark Dard would have listened to him and waved off the action in favor of Hill. I, I'm a known fight stopper in between rounds. Hackleman told MMA Fighting, I'm kind of known for that. Maybe a little too much um, at times, but I thought it was a good time to stop. I was outvoted in the corner. That's my last cornering, he said. I'm never going to corner again. Um, I wish it sucks that he wasn't the head corner guy. Uh, there was not going to be a turnaround for Glover. I think that it would have been amazing. But seeing how the fight was going, I mean, it was one-way street through and through. Um... Mark Goddard couldn't really stop the fight because Glover was intelligently defending. He's just a dog, just too tough for his own good. But you can't blame the corner either. Um, the fighter, Glover, is just too tough. Uh, I'm glad that at least somebody said it. I'm glad that it was Hackleman. I'm glad that he's retiring. I wish that, well, I'm not glad, but I, I, I hope that more people take this kind of sense going into a fight. I think Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade uh, was one of those fights that after a couple of possible 10-8s, your student is not going to come back. I wish I knew the amount of 10-8s that were scored and how many times a fighter came back from a 10-8. That way we can truly see like what the odds are. But even then, like if your fighter has multiple ones, multiple 10-8s, at that point, I feel like it should be a mandatory tossing of a towel. When it's a three-round fight and two of those rounds are 10-8 or a five-round fight and you're looking at three rounds that are possible 10-8s, I think the towel should be thrown automatically. I don't think it should be a corner's decision. I hate the argument that it is the corner know their fighters best. Well, no, maybe the corner is too close to the fighter and they shouldn't be the ones that are deciding if the fight continues or if it doesn't. It should be on the ref. It should be like, hey, this guy isn't defending. He's done. He's moving, but he's he's done. He's done. He cannot get back into this fight. It is over. Um, it's almost like a mercy rule or I forgot what it's called in football whenever it's like, oh, 100 to three in football and they just cut like call it after a certain amount of quarters that way they can just be like hey it's the third quarter they're never going to come back call it a day right um yeah um i just wish they would have stopped it because who knows how much that took out of glover to be in that additional two rounds after the third because again that fight could have easily been stopped uh, after the third, you're saying that it could have been called. Uh, uh, some people gave Glover with the third round, though, right? I feel like definitely after the fourth round, I was like, ugh. We're just kind of seeing, like, this young athlete beat up this old man, you know? That's what it felt like. Um, but goddamn, Glover's got a fucking chin made out of gold.
gold. God bless him, dude. Yeah. Uh, as far as like um, flag throwing and that shit, MMA has a very notoriously bad culture about that, you know, because uh, uh, parallels with Glover that Anthony uh, goddamn Smith fight, or you know what I'm saying, where he fucking lost his tooth, was getting beaten to shit, had like. Glover had probably two 10-8 rounds in that fight until he got stopped. It was just like, after the fourth round, you know, technically it should be stopped. But MMA just has a stupid uh, culture and, like, uh, romanticizing the brutalization of these fighters, you know. And that's the one thing where, it's like, as much as I find Izzy annoying, he does have a good point. It's just, like, you want to look cool getting hit or hitting and not getting hit, not being the nail in the hammer you know it's just like aesthetically and for the sport overall it's just cooler you know yeah but don't, I'm, don't get me wrong I'm still just bleed till I die but still like aesthetically the sport could be so much more beautiful we uh kind of let go of the machismo that is like kind of douchey 08 tap out area you know what I'm saying it's just like they're just like more to explore instead of getting hoed down in this one aesthetic that is fighting. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, uh, no, the machismo part of being in a corner and not being able to call off a fight. Um, I think you save your fighter's ego as well. I think, you know, a fighter's not going to want to quit. He's not going to be wanting to know, be known as a quitter. So what you should be doing is calling it for him, taking that decision out of his hands. And it should be for the safety. It shouldn't be like, oh, maybe he can get it done. You are also invested in this financially because if he wins, you get that bigger cut. So there's just a lot of reasons why it shouldn't be the corner. It should be more the ref. It should be a different unbiased entity that gets to call this decision especially if it's if it's more likely than not again to be a 10-8 by a majority of people that are watching then if you have two of those in the same fight like Laura Murphy versus Jessica Andrade call the fight there's no need for that additional damage it should be called you're just Ruining your product was, I mean, ultimately, if you're going to be capitalist about it, right? You only have these certain motherfuckers that are going to be doing this job, especially at the women's division. So why not try to preserve them as much as possible? And after two 10-8s where they're getting battered and fucked up, like maybe call it a day. Maybe just call it a fucking day. And it looks good, liability-wise. Like, hey, you know what? We had to stop them from fighting. They couldn't help themselves. We had to stop them. We had to throw in the white flag, you know? But, I mean, to play devil's advocate, um, there is that counter-argument. It's just, like, fights being stopped too early. Like, even if there is the scorecards before, it just seems like when it comes to the rule sets and change, that's very unlikely, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, like, highly, super unlikely. Only because of the process of doing that and what it takes, you know. Because if they have to, if they have to rewrite one rule, they have to do it with all the other rules and shit, and that's what like kind of prevents them from doing new shit. So yeah, as far as like that change happening and that 
in the in that part of the culture of fighting. As far as with MMA, at least, um, I don't see it happening anytime soon because they they don't even do shit like that in one. And one's like super respectful about their shit. They have like, but one thing one thing that could be utilized again nowadays in fighting should be fucking um uh uh penalty cards, bro. That shit's sick. Like fucking stalling on the cage. Fucking yeah, it gives these fighters incentive to fucking fight and shit. They're doing it better on their own now, you know what I'm saying? Like grappling exchanges nowadays. Like take Brandon Moreno for example in the Figgy fight. He, he grappled the shit out of Figgy because he did enough to like make it look busy, but he was still working on him, and it was fucking Figgy up. Yeah, but um, yeah, penalty cards would be cool. As far as like the trade offs for um. Shitty uh, MMA culture. Okay. But that is it for the MMA Minute. Moving on, we're going to go to the tale of the tape where I ended up going 4-1 and one this past weekend. So 2-3, and 4-1. I am now 6-4 and four for the first two events of the year. Um, so let's break down the card since there is no card this Saturday. Um, first, Glover Teixeira calls it a career after losing handedly to Jamal Hill. Um, what do you see next for the division? What do you want to see the next fight for Jamal Hill? And also, um, what did you make of the Brazilian crowd? So that's the one thing that I keep hearing from the MMA community is how bad the crowd is. Um, what did you feel about it? Uh, the crowd... Um... They're kind of malleable, huh? Because fucking, they're all upset about that Figgy situation. And then Glover's just like, hey, I saw what you did. Please stop. <laughs> you know? And they were like, oh, yeah. Like, they're cool, man. Um, Just uh, passionate fucking people, dude. Um, And as far as Glover retiring and Jamal and all that, um, that's just... uh. That's just, it just feels like this division um, is in dire need of new blood. And Glover retiring when he did, that's like perfect timing, bro. That's that's good, man. When like you already did it, you're at the top, and you realize you can't do it anymore there. Why stay? Why fuck around and stay? Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. I'm glad he has like a... Like a kind of like a... a, a, a a storybook-esque finale to his career because granted he did lose people just knew it's just like damn bro that's the toughest motherfucker on earth and as far as jamal and them man that that, uh poiton uh storyline's kind of cool you know him moving up to redeem glover that's it's that's cool to see but really the fight that it's just that's really necessary for this division and it kind of parallels with the um with the flyweight division, it's just like this fight will will be a deciding factor in which in which where the division's gonna be for the next several years to come. Is it gonna be the reign of Yuri or the reign of Jamal? My vote's on Yuri. I just I like him. He's way cooler than Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill's still cool as fuck. I just like Yuri, you know, because he's samurai folk and his fucking promo. He's just like congratulations. 
I am coming. You know, it's uh, he, he was good. He was good, dude. Yeah, no, that this guy's like um, that guy. I, yeah, two-time champion Yuri. But yeah, no, uh, cool fight. Uh, but yeah, like I said from last week, fuck Brazil. Let's go Mexico. Let's fucking go. Um. So yeah. Uh, I think that the Alex Pagueta fight. I think is very very interesting. I don't know how fast it'll happen. I don't know when it'll happen. I mean, Alex Pagueta is also a fucking chameleon. He went from two thirty six to one eighty five. So two thirty six is still like. 20 pounds almost heavier than Jiri Prochaska going in at the ring. He goes in at 218. So, like, that's still bigger than fucking Jiri. So why not maybe, like, a fight earlier in the year between him and Israel Adesanya? And then maybe he moves up around May or something. Who knows? Like, whatever the fuck. I mean... Um, Jamal Hill just got out of a fight, so he's going to need some time off. But it wasn't like he was getting that fucked up, you know? Like, his eye got fucked up a little bit, but he put up the beating on Glip. Um, In terms of the crowd, I didn't expect anything less. I mean, it is what it is. It's Brazil, baby. Like, you wanted to go to Rio. You wanted to go to the place where it's cute to say you're going to die in the arena where you're fighting in a cage. Like, maybe don't be a fucking pussy, like, at that point. Maybe just take the fucking L, to, like, what, whatever. Like, I don't want to hear the bitching and moaning about, oh, like, I, because I respect Glover, like, he also knows the fucking, what the deal is. He knows what time it is. You lose in Brazil, like, they're not going to fuck with you. Brazil is tough. Brazil is hard. It is not a nice place. So... All these different reasons are why this was always going to happen. And it only got further fucked, right? Because of the Davison situation. Because Brandon Moreno went out there and said, Viva Vejico, fucking dogs. So, like, I mean, it is what it is. Brandon Moreno won, which, you know, after me turning my decision over because I'm a race, not a race trader. I'm a race supporter, brown people from Mexico only, not Brazilian people. Oh, I mean, no, not because I'm a racist, just because I'm not a race traitor. Um, but yeah, so Davidson Figueredo loses to Brandon Moreno. What did you make of the stop? I thought it was a perfect stop. I thought, you know, Brandon earned that. It was a perfect punch. Um, eventually, like a... Davison Figueroa didn't actually like bust his eye. It was broken nose and something happened. So, um, yeah, I think this is the perfect end to the rivalry. It was definitive. It was one shot that ended the rivalry between him and Davison. Davison Figueroa is saying that he's going to go to 135 next. I would like to see Alexander Patoja against Brandon Moreno, who, by the way, has two wins against Brandon. Um, does that make sense to you? What would you prefer to see? Do you think Davison is going to do anything at 135? I mean, fucking killers. But is Davison going to be that dude? Uh, Davis, I mean, Davison, um, no, dude, fucking, he's like, what, 31, 32? 
he's like the mid thirty. He's in his thirties and shit. Fucking um, yeah, he'll fill up. He'll probably be decent size there, but I reckon he'd be around the same size as Rob Font. And who do you have in a fight between Rob Font and Figgy? I, I think, I think I got Font. You know what I'm saying? Rob uh, uh Figgy versus Sonya Dong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Figgy versus Figgy versus Jack Short. You know that's like, I know I'm talking shit, and then like Figgy's still very cool in his in his own right, but like, I put him there in the top fifteen. I I don't I don't have a top fifteen list right now, but like as far as like a cool fight, maybe like a Dominic Cruz. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause that's the thing. I just don't kind of want to waste him at the bottom end of that division. Kind of want to throw them right in the heat. Because he, he is a former champ, too, you know? Uh, Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's Brandon, dude. It's my fucking guy, bro. He's a finisher, bro. One punch knockout, dude. Like, that's... And that's the thing. That was in the middle of the round. And Figgy still continued to get his ass beat further. Dominated the fight. Fucking, he look, he's perfect, bro. He's like Super Sam mode, damn near. You know what I'm saying? Super Sam mode one, and it's sick because he's fucking Mexican as shit doing it. Like, melt my heart. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, Pantoja. That's yeah, that's and that's the thing too. Now that fucking Moreno is the champion, you know what I'm saying? It's it's cool to see a champion that's gonna stay there and reign for like a cool minute, cause like. That's a good storyline. Fucking uh, uh, Pantoja or um, Pantoja, right? Beat this dude twice, and now this dude's champion. Ah, fuck yeah! The fly, the flyweight division's still alive, and it's due to fucking Brandon. God damn, Moreno, dude. God bless him, bro. I I love him. All right, and then moving on uh, for the final thing. Oh well, no. That's I think that was it. It was whoever's to share the crowd, um, Brandon Moreno. We did have the Bond Fiend brothers. Oh, thank you, baby Jesus, for those motherfuckers. That highlight double knee KO of Jamal Hill. God, oh, that motherfucker was so nice. Fucking stiff debut, a debut, and. As I was hearing all these people that this guy has fought and sparred with and who is in his camp and everything else, I was like, ooh, ooh, we, we need to slow down because I didn't know who this bomb fiend cat is, but they're talking about a lot of other dudes that I do know. And I'm thinking Terrence McKinney was going to maul this dude, right? And then I'm hearing all these names and a UFC debut and this and that and the other. And he's really fucking good. And I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe this cat's real. He is a little bit shorter. But maybe he's fucking legit. And I don't fucking know anymore. And he goes out there and he's putting a beating on fucking Terrence McKinney. And then he goes out there and knocks him the fuck out. Holy fuck. And then his brother premieres later. Gets a fucking first round under a minute sub like in his UFC debut as well like these guys are crazy so there was that headline I mean obviously uh, Gilbert Burns beats Neil Magny in 
what everybody i mean i fell asleep uh, did i need to stay awake for that like i could have told you that so he submits neil magny um first one, johnny walker defeats paul craig via tko in the first um yeah lauren murphy gets destroyed by jessica andrage that's the main card uh i can't think of anything else worth mentioning in the prelims even though they were really fun they were pretty crazy let me look them up right quick um oh yeah fucking jilton almeida oh my god that juicy motherfucker going up against Emil abduraminkanov um yeah goes out there <laughs> destroys him ko tko in round two um we then had Josie Nunez, who I love. She was so tiny going in against uh, Zara Fame Dos Santos, a frere or whatever. The fu- I don't know. She fucking lost. It doesn't matter. Then we had Daniel Marcos KO in the second round via knees. Let's look at the prelims. Oh, yeah. Shogun Rua gets knocked out. Um, that's his ending fight. Bruno Freight. That's the guy who fought against Gregory Rodriguez and landed that straight and knocked him the fuck out. Jago Moises. Gets that round to submission. And then, yeah, Gabriel Bonefim. But that is it for this week's episode. There are no fights this Saturday. But, yeah, I'm going to be busy. We're going to be doing the baby thing. The baby shower. Shower of the baby. Do we shower Nina's belly? I don't know. Dude, pregnant parties are weird man they make you eat out of baby diapers and stuff and like i don't know i don't know it's fucking weird i don't want to do any of that i'm not gonna do any of that i'm just gonna run away yeah but that's what we're gonna be doing this saturday if i can say so i do think it's our best episode yet i wouldn't be here without you etc so on hit me up on twitter at no name mma one on instagram at no.name.mma.show on google via gmail at no name mma show at gmail.com from me movie dandy and that was my brother kevin um have a great rest of your week talk at you guys next week investing your mental health and as always fuck you you piece of shit john jones and dana white i'm gonna add that dana white dana white's a piece of shit now fuck you john jones and dana white Woo. um peace goodbye